this thing we're sure you never thought we'd last Oh no We're gonna talk nothing, very little sports With your host Jimmy, Jamie, your James And now you know for sure that it's gonna be a blast It's gonna be a blast, oh yes This is the podcast This is a dream that uh, countless women have had, and I'm living it. Just alone in the studio, sorry, Stoff, except for you, staring across at Lester McClay. Oh. On Valentine's Day. On Valentine's Day. When we were taping this. Do you have chocolate earlobe handy? You could play in the background, just get me in the mood a little bit more. Oh, yeah. He's wearing a red tie. Yeah. A little red... What the hell is that? A velour coat? Yeah, it's kind of a velvet type of thing. Whatever. I'm feeling it? So we're officially Valentine's Day oh, dates. Yeah. It feels good, man. It feels good. This is creepy already. You know, we should turn the lights down in here. <laughs> Get a little vibe. I thought all the penis talk on the last episode and, and the soon-to-be-heard uh, Roddy recap was creepy. This has gotten creepy really fast. <laughs> Can I do a Valentine's Day? I know you're listening to this and you're sick of Valentine's Day. It's already the weekend. But... Uh, we're going to have A-hole or A-OK later in the show. Mm-hmm. i got to do one on my wife. Is that okay? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Oh, listen to that. Just bring it up for a second. I want to play with your earlobe. I do. I really do. Put some chocolate on your earlobe. Yeah. I tried to do that with the Brooksy last night. Didn't work? Nope. Maybe a little more uh, liquor, perhaps? He was watching The Bachelor on PVR, and uh, <laughs> I was watching The Oilers, and she was uh, in bed by the time I got upstairs. Oh. Uh, so, uh, Brooksy lays this on me last night, okay? We're having dinner. Uh, Valentine's Day, typical in my family. I try to do something. I try to get her flowers or whatever. Sure. Take her out for a nice dinner. Mm-hmm. I can't, because I have a hockey game tonight, but usually on the weekend around Valentine's Day. Right. Nice dinner. You do that stuff with Evelyn? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Rachel loves the dinners. Yes. <laughs> so uh, I'm planning that. I'm thinking, okay, of the weekend, and uh, I'm going to go get flowers this morning. Dinner comes last night, and she brings out all these bags. She goes, guys, I, tried, I decided to step it up on Valentine's Day this year. Presents. Presents for my daughter. Presents for my other daughter. And presents for me. Like a shirt, a pair of pants. Was it an untucked? <laughs> it was not as nice as an untucked, but it was very nice. Uh, two pairs of Saks. Do you like the Saks underwear? Oh, nothing fits your boys like a pair of Saks underwear. And they're not a sponsor, by the way. They should be. But they should be. We talk about balls a lot in this show. We do. And the Saks. Do you have the Saks underwear? I don't. Stop? No. Oh, yeah. Fine. I mean, if any other underwear company wants to represent us, I will show sa- them. If the Saks people are listening, I'm sure the, the four of us will be happy tomorrow. Seriously, go out. I, I'll let you. I'll lend you a pair of mine. <laughs> They are. They just make your boy. I, I, I'm concerned they might not fit, uh, right. James. <laughs> You're right. Don't underestimate me. Okay, so Brooksy lays all this stuff on me. Very nice, very sweet and everything. Mm. But now the rules are changed. And well, I had nothing. Okay, here's what I ha- I ordered this little, my, my daughter uh, was in my ear saying, hey, this, uh, we went by this like little vegan bakery and she saw this little vegan cake with hearts on it and said, ooh, I'd like that for Valentine's Day. So I ordered that. That was kind of sweet. So I had nice. to pick. But now I had to, go, I had to go to the mall this morning to get stuff. Wow. I was in, it was like Christmas. Valentine's Day is not Christmas. Here's the you thing. You can't change the rules the I, night before Valentine's I Day. I do agree that there should be some type of forewarning or heads up. Honey, I'm thinking about maybe getting some gifts for the I'm kids. I'm going to get you some gifts this year, you know, honey. So if you want to, now I will. To Brooksy's credit, 
She did say, no, don't worry. You don't have to get me anything. But you can't lay 300 bucks worth of clothes on a table and then you know, I bring in my little $20 cake the next day. That's not going to work. <laughs> no, it doesn't. That's not going to work. It doesn't. And so of course, of Jimmy course. was scrambling all day. But you already had the gift. What do you mean? Hit the music, brother. This is the gift you had. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, that's the gift. Right there. The earlobes? Earlobes. You think I didn't need to get anything else? No. Just dip a little bit of this. Lay this on her, that's it. <laughs> you imagine? Brooke sees it another world, baby. You imagine if I show up <laughs> Valentine's Day evening. I walk in for dinner. The daughters are at the table. A little chicken and rice on the side. And I just have chocolate dripping off my, my detached earlobe. <laughs> and I'm like, honey, give it a lick. Yeah. Give me a taste. This is what you say right here. This is what you say. Here, here it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to try that tonight. Yeah. <laughs> you got to. It's a move. It's a good move. Yeah. You say, Vicky, it's stuff. I'm home. I brought you a little something. I hope you don't mind that I opened the package already. And I melted it down. And now it's dripping off my earlobe. But some of it got in my ear. Now I need a Q-tip. <laughs> now I have to go to the hospital because it's because it's infected. I can't hear anymore, and I'm I'm a soundboard operator. Oh, I don't know. You guys, you know what? I have to say, it's so nice to write these songs. Was you guys didn't even say anything, but you'll notice there's keyboard in there. I haven't played keyboard it's a in years. Song. It's a beautiful song. And I pulled song. my keyboard off for that. Some oh. other stuff that we've done. So it's, it's good. It, that's a beautiful song. I was going to bring in since Puffy's uh, still wherever the hell he is in some Central American jail, and uh, Bump couldn't come in today. He was busy. Uh, Roddy might drop by. Um, Roddy recaps coming up in just a second, mm. but because it was going to be you and me, I thought I'd bring in all my old songs that I wrote. Remember, I told you I wrote songs yes. starting when I was twelve Paul, years old. Paul and us, yeah, and uh, I have all those songs, and I was going to bring them in and uh, share them with you, and you could decide which one you wanted to. Uh, which I think one you want to I think write. it's a fantastic. You idea. want me to give you one? Yes. All right, give me a song because. People, you know, you're listening to this Rubber Boot podcast and you're hearing all these songs, but what you don't realize is that the relationship between James and I, and mm-hmm. I say relationship in a very, very intimate way, mm-hmm. has gone back to since 2002 when we started writing songs together. Was that the... Uh, I think that was like... Uh, talked about this in the early episodes the early of season episodes. one, right? Was that but, the one for uh, when I went to Sweden for I think the, the, trap? Uh, the trap? Yeah, I think that was the trap. He's the trap. on a quest without a map. Funny how I can yeah. remember all those things. Well, you, well, I mean, you're a great lyricist. You know, my daughter, uh, my youngest daughter, Gracie, she's the only one that really cares about my career. And <laughs> and once every six months when we're doing nothing, and it just happened the other night, she brings over the computer and she wants to watch all those old stories. Well, that's great. Like the coach farm and everything. Let me tell you a little yarn about the Ottawa coaches farm. I like she, that one. she gets a kick out of the ball. I think the, my, my favorite, um, I mean, we did, uh, you know, rest in peace with the, the Razor one, uh, Fashion Plate mm-hmm. for, uh, for Ray Emery. And then we did uh, the, the Coach's Farm and then the fantastic Frazier. Oh, yeah. He looks fantastic. When, we, when he ran up the rocky yeah. stairs at the end. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we got to do that again. He straightened his hair. <laughs> so it won't go anywhere. <laughs> Okay, so uh, this one, I, I'll remember, this was called Scars, and I think I must have wrote this, I think I wrote this uh, in, when Leslie Grignol broke up with me 
in grade 12. I kind of forced her to go out with me. <laughs> she really wasn't into it. And um, later it, on, we got back together and we were lovey-dovey for about a year. But at the beginning, she wasn't into it, you know, and so, but I pressed hard. Well, and, I find, and I got there, and then she broke up with me, and I wrote a song called Scars, and I'll give you a little taste of that, if I can remember. Don't forget to lock the door behind you when you walk out of my life. Don't expect me to come and find you. I'll be all right. And then I think the chorus was, no matter what I do or say, you just turn and walk away. You won't get very far, because you took everything I had. And all you left behind were scars. That's awesome, man. <laughs> That's great. It was like had a real 80s. That would have been like 1980, I don't know, five or how, something like How that. old would you have been there, if you don't want me mm, 16, maybe. I wrote that song, that's, seven, 17 years that's old. That's incredible, man. Like, I mean, you, you know, obviously you, you're a talented writer now. You're an author, so uh, it makes sense. We should record an album of my teenage songs that, um, yes. put, to your, put to your music. I it, would love to do that. It would sell one, two, three copies. <laughs> I would actually have to give Brooks, you those Brooks copies. Brooksy would buy a copy. Brooksy would buy a copy. Uh, but let me ask you this, just very quickly. If we're, mm-hmm. we're, 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 I'm serious about doing this. What type of feel are you talking about? Is this a rock tune? Is this a hip hop See, I wrote most of my, I think because I was influenced by like Tom Cochran and the hip and a lot of, sort of poppy rock, I think yeah. I wrote a lot of those songs. I don't know that they would sell today. I got edgy. I wrote a song about my own funeral once oh my God. called uh, Ever After. That was a good song. Yeah. Uh, so I'll share that one with you. I'll, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll, I'll go down. I'll find my little duo tang <laughs> and I will bring it in. Uh, we'll do that in the next couple of weeks yeah. and I'll snap. I hate to like sing throughout the pod because people will turn it off, but I'll just give you like one line from each song. That's great. All right. I love it. Um, let's get to the Roddy recap with the legend himself. It's brought to you by iDrinkCoffee.com. Middle of the morning, can't keep my eyes open Cause I got to have a, a cup of java I got to have a, a cup of java So I better log on, log on, log on To I drink coffee, I drink coffee dot In episode 18, we learned that Puffy is either dead or in Costa Rica, and no one cared which one it was. Oh, okay. So Bump filled in and wasted no time bragging about his high school sexcapades. Me and an old girlfriend of mine would have sex on this hill in Kitchener, and they decided to name it Mount Frump. In high school, he used to (laughs) hump. They nicknamed him Mount Frump. Cute. But if they did that for me, it would be an entire chain. The Roddy Mountains. Himalaya? Oh yes, him did. God, I'm clever. Later, the sexual tension kept building as Bump gave a vivid description of his, um, Mr. Noodle. Did I mention I have a tire pressure gauge? You see, if you, if you pulled that out, I wouldn't have known what it was. Pull it out and slap it with it. <laughs> Should not be touching our baby's penises! That's a jail thing. Fat dick spirit, the FDS. FDS. Okay, Uncle, all this FDS talk is TMI, even for Roddy. The rest of the pod felt like it was recorded 20 years before podcasts existed. That baby that Rachel had Mm -hmm. should have been Joey's. Rachel had a baby? My kids are watching Full House like crazy. Timely discussion, guys. Surely the references would get more current. Right, guys? Yeah, one the of the crisscrosses was at Super Bowl. She's is Chris alive or is Cross dead? The dead, dead one was not. Uh, uh, I don't much. Uh, oh, you know what? It wasn't crisscross. It was Lil Bow Wow. <laughs> Maybe you guys do need Puffy back. Oh, the one who touched me in special places? Yes. 
Yep, that's him. Till next time, kids. <laughs> Roddy in fine form after uh, a week off. I had a fun time last week. I enjoyed that pod. Yeah, it was. Not that I always enjoyed it, but I just thought we just, you know, no offense to Puffy, but, you know. Yeah, Puff did a good job. Yeah, I, no, we'll, we'll, we'll Puff should be back uh, next week. We'll do our Trade Center preview pod. That'd be well, usually we get Bobby Mack, but uh, you know the Bobcast. I think he feels a little threatened. You know why he feels really threatened? And maybe we should do this as a shout out, uh, uh, little Valentine's shout out. Maybe put a little uh, chocolate earlobes back on there. Uh, I'd like to do a Valentine's shout out to one of our number one fans, someone who listens to us faithfully, yeah. and uh, one of my favorite ladies out there anyway. Her name's Cindy McKenzie. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> she has an option of listening to the Bobcast or the Rubber Boots pod every week. She chooses the Rubber Boots pod. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cindy? <laughs> we really appreciate it. We really appreciate it. <laughs> I won't put any chocolate on my earlobes for you because I know that would, that would disgust you. How about Cindy McKenzie? Speaking of the bits we did, yeah, oh. uh, playing uh, Bob McKenzie uh, in the bit that we did when Bob got inducted into the, the hall. hall of Fame, in mm-hmm. the medium part of the Hall of Fame, and we did a bit where it was all a scam and that Bob was wearing an earpiece and Cindy, Cindy fed him all the information. Yes. How great was Cindy McKenzie? Funny. Great stuff. She did a fantastic job. She's fantastic. Hey, I forgot one story from uh, Super Bowl. Did I tell you guys about Dee Dee, the steakhouse girl? No, but I would love to hear this. <laughs> no, no, this is not like there's nothing to it. It's not a no need for the chocolate earlobe song here. I just, you know, I've, I've come to be uh, disturbed. I don't get bothered. I'm a fairly easygoing man. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. I don't get disturbed yeah. easy. No ego on you. But horrendous customer service is starting to get to me. Big time. And right. it's, it's awful. Mm-hmm. You can't get a hold of people for anything, right? No. So, very simple request. We're, uh, we have a night off. I think it's Saturday night of the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. We're not going crazy. We're at the airport Marriott. <laughs> so, the boys want to go to a steakhouse close by. Sure. So, I get a number of a good steakhouse, supposedly from the, uh, whatever, the front desk. I get the phone number. So, I call, uh, you know, Louis Steakhouse down the road or whatever. Hello, this is Dee here at Louis Steakhouse. I'm like, hey, it's, uh, uh, I'm just uh, James. Can you hold for a minute? Uh, yeah, Okay. 12 minutes. Are you kidding me? 12 minutes on wow. hold at the steakhouse. And I sat there because I knew this because I was like, okay, you know, no problem, whatever. I'll put it on, I'll put it on speaker. No hold music. So just, just silence. So I kept looking over to think if, is, you know, if, have I been disconnected? Yeah. So, and, but I'm watching Netflix, so I'm okay. So finally I look over 12 minutes. I'm like, okay, uncle. So yeah. I hang up the phone. I call back. Hello, this is Dee at Louis Steakhouse. I said, uh, Dee Dee, this is James. I think you forgot about me on hold. I was on hold for 12 minutes. Yes, uh, just hold a second. You Back on hold! Me? Are you kidding me? How? Does not kidding, happen? not kidding. I waited. Okay, now, now I'm in. Now I'm invested. Yes. Seven it's... more minutes, still on hold. Right. I hung up the phone. Okay. So I, I text Dennis, our producer, and I say, Dennis, I, I can't get a hold of this steakhouse, okay? This, I've just been hold for, on hold for a total of 19 minutes for two calls. Uh, could you call? And after he was put on hold for a while, but got success, got us a reservation. So we get to the restaurant, and this is still lurking. Of in course my mind. it is. So I walk in, and I go, uh, you know, there's a bunch of servers in there. Your table for four is ready over there. And I'm like, uh, is Dee Dee still working? <laughs> and they said, yeah, yeah, she's in the back. And I said, does she man the phones and take all the reservations? They said, no, no, she doesn't usually do that. And I'm like, and and the Dennis and Mark Millette and uh, Farhan, I think, are with me. And they're like, I don't let it go, let it go. So I'm like, all right, I go upstairs and 
and the manager comes by the table and the manager's like, hey, how's your evening going? Is everything okay? And I go, this one thing. And they're like, no, 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 no. I'm like, all right, I'll let it go. I'll let it go. I'll let it go. So we eat our meal, a nice meal, and I'm having my banana cream pie, which I enjoy for dessert. And it was a fine banana cream pie. I go to the washroom just as we're leaving. I didn't even tell the guys on the crew that this happened. I couldn't stop myself. So I got down to the front. And I'm like, yeah, can I, can I, can I talk to Didi for a second? They're like, Didi, Didi. So Didi comes out, fine, nice lady, nice smile. And mm-hmm. she says, hello. Didi, my name's James. Do you remember me? I'm over at the uh, airport Marriott. Like, no, sir. I'm like, I, I called you today uh, twice just to make a reservation, and I know you must be busy and everything, but you put me on hold for 12 minutes. And then I called back and I said, hey, Didi, you just put me on hold for 12 minutes, and you proceeded to put me on hold for another five minutes. And she went, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do remember that. And I'm like, why? Why, Didi? And she said, I- I'm sorry, sir, I'm too busy, I have to go. And she left, so I think I made her feel awkward. And so then I let it go, Well, and I walked out. And that was, that was the end of Dee Dee the Steakhouse Girl. But wow. uh, was I an a-hole to approach her? I wasn't, I wasn't mean to her in any way. I was very polite, and I just wanted an answer. Tough one, tough one. I- well, Roddy's just walked in. Yes. Roddy, we just had your recap. It was a fantastic job this week. A lot of penis talk. Again, I apologize, but we keep it out. Do, do you have a problem with penis talk? <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is news to me. You look... <laughs> Stop. Make note of that I know. next time. He looks you, like a million You look dollars. fantastic well, right now. I know. This, this in Canada, I brought my Valentine's Day tie for you guys. I nice. thought this... I mean, yeah. the sexual tension was high in here just between uh, Lester and I, but now you've walked in and Roddy doesn't just have the red tie and red uh, uh, pocket square he's got the black vest there you go and black suit and the whole kit and nice white shirt how are you buddy excellent thank what's you what's going and on I haven't I haven't had the chance to say a great job down at the Super Bowl thank and, you. Um, and I haven't had a chance to talk to you since I just want to congratulate you for finally finally Getting the chance to cover the Patriots uh, at a Super Bowl because I know you know that's eluded you. For some- <laughs> Here, here's what I want an answer to. So you know, Roddy, uh, I did a couple Super Bowls. Roddy did. How many did you do in a row? I think four at most in a row. I've done about nine. But you did total. about nine. Yeah. And so when I started doing Super Bowls again, Roddy and I sort of made this agreement that we'd kind of switch. And you know, he'd had his fill, and <laughs> but he doing it, and I'd do a few. And so after every Super Bowl, we kind of talk who's going to do the next one. I've done, I guess, four in a row now. And Roddy had some stuff going on this year, um, but now I've been I've been to uh, Houston, eh. uh, Minneapolis, Atlanta. Eh. Next year, Miami. Is Roddy going to? <laughs> you know what? Uh, you know Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> that, that would be. I said to you years ago, it would be dirty of you to throw me back in for Minnesota. That would have been awful. It would be dirty of me <laughs> to say Miami Beach. Miami Rod, Beach. Rod Baby's ready to get back on. Like, I, I, I'm already prepared for your answer if I say James. You know what? I kind of feel like going again. Miami Beach. So I understand. <laughs> well, no, we'll, we'll have we'll have a talk about. You know it. what the tough one would be right. is New Orleans because for you mm-hmm. and me, separate mm-hmm. Super Bowls. My first was it your first? Uh, not my first, but I have done it. It's the only time I've been to New Orleans, and right. wow, that's Rod Baby's kind of town. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That is uh, New Orleans should be. I dare to say this: the permanent home oh, of the Super absolutely. Bowl. Absolutely, it's got absolutely. like. 20,000 hotel rooms within a couple of mile everything radius. Everything is close by, too. The, the team s- hotels, The stadium's everything. there. Awesome. It's, it's, yeah. just, it's, it's now, perfect. Now, and the, forgive me, and I know soft, but the, what I'm about to propose is insane, but could both of them be down at the Super Bowl? Well, that was the original plan. We were hoping to do, like, you know, big hour show firepower. and things mm-hmm. like that. But uh, may not be the budget for that now. And plus, they, don't yeah. let, they won't let Roddy go. He's too valuable to the, <laughs> yeah, listen to the franchise here at Sports Listen Center. to you. Comes back, and I see you doing Leafs that night. I'm thinking, 
Was I yeah. wrong to approach Dee Dee, the steakhouse girl, after she put me on no, hold twice? No, for I mean, I was polite. It's not like I yeah, yelled at her. I, was just I wasn't going to get her fired. No. I, I just wanted an answer. I think it's good. It would be, if you did it, was the manager there? Manager was there, and he actually approached us at dinner and said, How, "Has your evening been fine?" And so I thought you, so about bringing it up. So wait a minute, then, you talked to Dee Dee in front of her boss? No, no. At no. the end, I oh, called her, pulled her aside. See, that's different. That's that's not bad at all. I mean, yeah. I I think if you had called her out in front of her boss, but she looked she at must... me with dead eyes, Roddy. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> no. Here's the thing. And, 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 you know, we 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 preface this, Roddy, by saying that customer service is a dying art, and mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. In so many industries. And uh, part of me would, would like I'm in Atlanta once in lifetime. I'm probably going to let it go, uh, Jimmy. But at the same time, to me, it's no excuse for her doing that. And I don't. I don't. I think you were fully in the right to pull her aside and say, "Listen, what's going on?" And, right. and quite frankly, she mm-hmm. was a coward because she didn't even answer the question. So, <laughs> yeah, man. Well, hey, what she what she should have said is, you know what? You have a really good point. And hang on, uh, I'm going to be back. And I'm going to be back and apologize, so just stay here. And they just never come back, right? <laughs> <laughs> and you'd be waiting. You'd be saying, guys, she's going to come back and apologize. She told me she would. Yeah. I almost want to call and try and talk to her again. I can uh, remember the name of the damn, well, damn steakhouse. You know what's going to happen It's there. not in your phone? <laughs> it's not in my phone. Let me just put you on hold, James. <laughs> uh, let's get to the week that was brought to you by the Waimara Resort in Turks and Caicos. Let's discuss the week that was with James. You know, guys, sometimes out of tragedy comes heroism. And uh, that was the case in this past week when a, a young couple named Andrew and Kaylin Glad decided to hold their honeymoon in Canada on a tour with their favorite team, the Anaheim Ducks. <laughs> their, uh, their timing was not great. The Ducks uh, went to Winnipeg, Toronto, Montreal, and Ottawa, went 0-4, got outscored, I believe, 23-5. to And so uh, that's where the heroism come, comes in. <laughs> I was going to say, a young man named PSN uh, uh, James Duffy on Twitter uh, suggested that uh, maybe we could all come together and do something for them on the honeymoon. Got together with his partners at the Weimara. Boom, second honeymoon, free vacation from the Weimara for Andrew and Kaylin Glad. Wow. I mean, Weimara. I don't know, if, is there a Nobel for that? Jeez. You know? There is, there is a Nobel. Bell, <laughs> Rod Baby thinks there should be. Yeah, yeah. I uh, actually—that's uh, awesome. I actually did nothing. I I, I I I put the tweet out there, but it was uh, Bruce, our buddy at the Weimara, who uh, arranged the vacation. So well, uh, Andrew and Kalen are, are. I think I think I, I think I saw this on Twitter, but uh, I think one of our rubber boots listeners said, as long as it, it doesn't come at the expense of uh, Sirius Lester, that'd be fine. And I believe <laughs> fine. I believe I believe the, uh, the the guy was Kester McKean. <laughs> so. <laughs> Lester, you're not losing the room. You may get fired seven times before uh, we actually go to the Weimar. Is Roddy, uh, you know, is Roddy still in contention for the fifth room? This is what I need to know. Is he, or is it just out of the question? Um, I guess it would depend. Have you solidified the dates? Have you... Uh, well, sometime in October. Sometime in October. <laughs> Anywhere I between can't... the 1st and 31st, right? Yeah, you know, Football, I... CFL, you're yeah, hosting it. I... You know it's I only three downs. I would love to be in on that. I'd appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, only, it's only three Three downs, downs yeah. <laughs> uh, We'll see what we uh, can but do. But I, I appreciate being considered. I, I don't know if I'd be able to go, but I'd be envious. Sorry, thinking I'm, of you guys. I'm looking... Down. I was searching for this tweet uh, by Odog after I, I got this crew this couple the vacation at the Weimar and I have came across something I tweeted yesterday. Did you see this guy who did karaoke? 
and he chose as his song uh, tequila. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, you know the uh, you know the tequila song. Yeah. So he chose it for karaoke. He's, yes, he's that's a big challenge as isn't a joke. It? Yeah, he's, <laughs> like, he's standing there by himself, and everybody and he goes tequila. <laughs> 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 it's amazing. Yeah. People, people. Here he is. Yeah, hang on. Give me the words for that. <laughs> <laughs> He's just standing there by himself. Tequila. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got to try that. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I got distracted again, as I, as I often do. So everybody was real happy uh, that Andrew and Kaylin Glad got their second honeymoon, except for one guy, and that was uh, O-Dog, who... Uh, <laughs> who asked me to see if I could get him a deal on a room for March break. And I got him, and, uh, you know, our buddy Bruce helped him out with a discount. But it's a very nice resort. Mm-hmm. And he was still uh, upset with the price and very then very angry with me that he's like, what do you mean? I've known you for years. I sit beside you on the panel, and you couldn't get me a deal there. <laughs> for me, it's like a 1000 a night, which it wasn't. And for these guys, it's free. It's bull crap. No. And wow. then I, I came back and I, I, I tweeted at him his career earnings from Hockey DB <laughs> yeah, yeah. of $16 million. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and you know, O can be a generous guy with his money. He used to buy you know Big Macs for the newsroom. Yes. Like nice. you'd, you know, I think we've told that story before that all of a sudden the, like this truckload of Big Macs would show up. Nice. Anyway. He, he is a generous guy. So my point is he can afford the Weimara yeah. if he would like to go. Uh, we were trying to do something nice for Andrew. Exactly. Andrew and exactly. Hey, hey, by the way, speaking of O oh, travel stories, and this is at the time of this recording is relatively new, because mm-hmm. they, they they did their... Uh, Vegas. Hayes did the Vegas thing. I understand. I was talking to Drager about this yesterday, that like he sat on the tarmac for like five hours before they took off or right. something. And, and talking to Darren about this, this is... I mean, none of us would be very patient with this. None of us would be very happy right. with this. I understand it's kind of a different level with O. Like yeah, he, he, so he didn't fly at all, and this was a problem with his career. Like He, he hated oh, flying. Oh, so he really does get claustrophobic? Yeah, he, I mean, oh he did it his God. entire career, but became claastrophobic near the end, and so he refused to fly. I think that's why he didn't go to the cup final with us for multiple really? years. Okay. And then at some point decided, I have to get over this for my job if I'm going to be a prominent analyst on TSN. 100%. And his first flight, I believe, was to Ottawa when the Senators went on their run and were playing, I believe, the Rangers in the second round uh, a couple of years ago when they went within a goal of the Stanley Cup final, he came with us. And I sat beside him on that flight, his first flight, and he was... He, he had he's, to have he's a, white knuckle. He right? had a couple of drinks yeah. and thing. Yeah. He was okay though. And then on the flight back, do you remember that bit on, I don't know if it was Delta United, where they removed that guy and they had to pull him and drag him down yeah, the yeah, aisle. Yeah. It was just this yeah, awful scene. Right. So O said, let's recreate that. <laughs> <laughs> I still have the photos. And so you see these people are people are sitting on the plane and O is lying in the aisle and I'm dragging him down the hallway. The thing the things things we do for Instagram. By the way, that was the same problem with John Madden late in his coaching. Now he had to fly on the Raiders flight while he coached and after he um he retired from coaching and he got his job at CBS, uh he couldn't stand flying anymore he just wouldn't do it and that was the he started taking amtrak and then eventually it evolved into the the madden cruiser can you imagine the o cruiser wow (laughs) can you imagine a bus a jeff o'neill bus that's a show (laughs) right there do you guys have any fears i don't have a i don't have any sort of flying fears no i think as i get older i'm a little more claustrophobic like buried alive would be the worst way for me to go. That wouldn't be good. Eaten no. by a shark, I have a fear of that. Mm, I could handle that. You could handle that. Yeah, slap him in the nose. For me, right. it's gonorrhea. <laughs> I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> well, I mean, once you get it for the fourth time, you don't want to get it again. No. You'd think you'd learn your lesson by then. So. <laughs> no, I was in a, I didn't think I was claustrophobic, and I was in, and it's all a mistake to do this around Bob McKenzie and Gord Miller. We were in Turin, Italy in 2006 for the Olympics, and we were in this tiny little elevator that only like three people were basically intimate together in it, and it stopped between floors. Oh, my And God. I, I freaked for a second, and they're like, oh, we, we've seen a flaw in Jimmy that they've exposed ever <laughs> wow. since. So claustrophobic. Wow. Yeah, a, a little bit there. Okay. Hey, uh, you know, we shouldn't be um, – how long do you got, by the way? A couple minutes? Sure, yeah. Um, I, we shouldn't be plugging other podcasts, probably, because there's only so many hours in the week, and if we plug too many other podcasts, people will listen to other podcasts. Exactly. Obviously, we recommend the Bobcast. Bob is a legend. Of course. Especially around deadline time. We love our friends Jay and Dan. Cabby exactly. has a great podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christian Jack and Stephen Caldwell now have a soccer podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts now, despite the fact that during our entire first season, I never even knew what a podcast was. Uh, <laughs> Ron Burgundy... Oh, has started a podcast. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, I listened the other day on the way home, and I had to say it because I, I think that the listeners to our pod like dumb humor, uh, That obviously, if they're they listening to us. And uh, Ron is the king of it. And it's. I wondered how it would be, because clearly he can't have a script for an hour podcast, so he's ad-libbing, I think, a lot of it. But it it is... Wonderful. I heard. I heard the promotion of this, and I was howling when he wants to take calls. Right, and they have to explain to him people don't listen in real time. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, that's what it was. So we do. Yeah, they're trying to explain it to him. He said. He he said. He said. When we get this podcast done, and my, uh, you know, my. Uh, Producer staff will uh, put it on a plane and then a train and take it to, to where it goes on air. But, you know, we do all these reads for our sponsors, I Drink Coffee and Waimara, and we'll do our Puckpedia and our uh, Untuck It read in a second. And every podcast has these commercial reads that you hear. So th- I, got, I got stuff to, uh, this is Ron Burgundy's uh, first commercial on the Ron Burgundy podcast. Every installment will be an adventure that I will rip into like a juicy porterhouse steak. Just like the ones they've served at Balbonados, just north of Old Town in San Diego. Since 1965, Jim and Jackie Balbonado have been serving the greatest cuts of meat and wild game. And listen to this. They've only been shut down 11 times. That's pretty good, considering they have whole roasted camel on the menu. Anyone who has tried to prepare and cook camel meat knows it just doesn't keep. Balbonados. When it's time to fine dine and drink a little wine, it's Balbonados. What's that? I can't, oh, I can't read my own ads? Okay, well, no one told me that. <laughs> anyway, that, the entire pod is like that. It's it's very funny. And you have interviewed Ron Burgundy, have you not? I, I have. Yeah. I Well, I did not do him as Ron Burgundy. Oh, you didn't? Which was a bit of a disappointment yeah. for me. So when uh, Ron Burgundy, the sequel, came out, and he did quite a Canadian thing, and we all remember with Vic Rowder. Curling Elves. So, Make the final. Right. No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Make the final. So I guess when, when the stars go out on these uh, junket tours, Junkets, yeah. they negotiate with you know, what they're going to do on these respective shows. Mm-hmm. So you know, if he's doing Kimmel, he's going to do one thing on Kimmel, and he's going to do one thing on Fallon or whatever it may be. And so he, they contacted TSN because... They wanted to do him as Ron Burgundy, and TSN decided curling was the best place for him to do it with Vic, which I agree was fantastic. Yeah, it was great. So, so but they, they also wanted to promote the movie, so 
what we agreed to do was do a half-hour special on Will Ferrell, and I would do the interview for that. So I got him strictly as Will Ferrell. And uh, it, w- it was funny. It, that was the weekend uh, when we lost the NHL rights. Right. And we, we were up in Ottawa doing Alfred's last game, so my head was spinning like crazy, but I interviewed him down at 299 Queen at the, at the headquarters. And first of all, I had about 15 minutes alone with him before. Could not have been a nicer guy, but exhausted from Winnipeg and such. And I've always thought the curse of the comedian is that you cannot be, you have to, people expect you to be on all the time. Right. I'm sure when you're on a plane with people and they say, oh, it's Roddy, they want Roddy to, you know, they want Roddy. And well, they used to want to talk about sports, but since your podcast, <laughs> they just want me to talk dirty to them. <laughs> <laughs> Nibble. <That's right. laughs> so, so, I mean, we get it, we get, we get it as our, you know, Z grade level celebrity we are, we get a little bit of that, but I've always thought for comedians, you know, wherever you go, they want you to be funny yeah. and beyond. And he was dead serious for the half hour we spent together. We talked about our kids. We talked about hobbies and things like this. And there was not one crack of a joke. And it was so bizarre to me. Yeah. This I've, guy who has been the, the funny, one of the funniest guys in my generation, right? Yeah. He was great on the show and everything, but yeah. it was, there was no Ron Burgundy. But it was uh, still a, it was a big thrill for me to but actually interview him. That makes sense to me, though. That, yeah. well, I mean, that he'd be just chill, you know? I yeah, think of course. And that's, and I, you're right. It's the curse of the comedian. Yeah. I've heard many comedians complain, kind of kind of almost complain about that, that you know, guys expect it to be vaudeville all the time. You know what? Hey, listen, I'm just a regular guy. Hey, there's yeah. no, there's not many that are actually funny off off their bit. A lot of comedians, especially stand up guys, have their bits, and they're actually quite dark people mm-hmm. right, off. Right. 100%. What's the uh, what's the Adam Sandler movie about comedy? Seth Rogen is in it. Uh, uh, funny people. Funny I people. Yeah. It's actually quite. I think there's a lot of f- real stuff in there. Hundred uh, percent written by comedians. Uh, why don't we get uh, on the line? Uh, a addition. You have time to sit in with Kara Wagland for two truths and one lie. Absolutely. All right. Let's get to our Puckpedia <laughs> segment. Wags. Let me tell you about Puckpedia. Snacks, contracts, and caps. It's all there for you. One-stop shop for your hockey information. It's a new sensation. So log on, log on, log on. If you give a puck, go to Puckpedia.com. Hart gave me some new copy to read. Speaking of copy reading, and his text goes. I wasn't finished. Here is the copy. Oh, I should probably shouldn't, shouldn't have read that part. Puckpedia is the ultimate source for hockey fans and professionals. Everything you want on one site, like contract and salary cap info, basic and advanced stats, new and improved player dashboard, and more. Puckpedia is the exclusive home of the agent leaderboard and agent pages. Big news this week was Panarin switching agents. See his new agent's client list. Visit Puckpedia.com and be sure to follow on Twitter at Puckpedia. Again, coming up to the deadline, Hart has all sorts of great information there. On Puckpedia. Do we have our two trues and one lie guest ready to go? This is a big thrill for us. I believe this is only, we've been cramming, this is season three of the pod uh, for female guests. I believe we've only had Nurse Bonhomie, mm-hmm. Tessa Bonhomie, just engaged, by the way. Did you oh, hear that? Oh, I didn't know that. Sure. Nurse Bonhomie is off the market. That's terrible news. Was it for Roddy me. Uh, in, the, in the soap opera? Was Roddy after Nurse Bonhomie? I don't remember. <laughs> Trying to remember if Roddy and Nurse Bonomi had a thing going. Uh, Nurse Bonhomi has been on the show. No, uh, Lindsay Hamilton. Sandy Horn. uh, Sandy Horn. Sandy Horn. You better not forget my lovely daughter. Uh, Sarah Orleski, 1999, of course. And uh, now Kara Wagland, one of our favorites here at TSN, who probably has no idea what the hell we were just talking about. My other lovely daughter, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, guys. You didn't know that. (laughs) I did. Kara, that story will come out later. Wow. It's true. Okay. (laughs) I look forward to hearing about it. (laughs) How are you doing, Kara? Hey, Kara. I'm excellent. How are you guys? Good. Welcome to the Rubber Boots Pod, one of the biggest breaks of your career. (laughs) Of course. I've been waiting for this. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. 
Uh, Kara uh, knows the rules. As a matter of fact, Kara, when I told her about Two Truths, One Lie, she actually sent me the three of them right away. I said, you can't wow. do that because I could cheat and research. But Absolutely. I promise you, I glanced at them. I've now forgotten what they were. I promise you, okay. I did not research whether these were true or false. So, uh, Kara, you know the deal. You can do it in any order you want. You'll tell okay. us three things about your life, and we're going to analyze and guess uh, what you're lying about and what actually happened to you. Okay, I feel like this is bound to get me into some trouble at some point, but okay, here we go. First one. I once completed a fantasy baseball draft while in child labor. Wow. Wow. That's impressive. All right. Okay. Number two, I was hit in the neck by a Brooke Henderson tee shot. Okay. And the final one. I was inadvertently involved in a catfish incident involving an NHL hockey player. Mm. Wow. These are good. They're all very, very, very good. <laughs> now, if Kara Wagland really is... These are all is, better than mine. <clears throat> these is, if this is Roddy's daughter. So you were in, were you in the room when she was in labor? Can you help us out with that one? <laughs> I was just going to say, you were talking about having the advantage of researching. Right. You know, that'd be cheating. Right. How are you going to research these? <laughs> There's no way you can research <laughs> Well, we could have, like, mm. I could have, uh, you know, found her husband or something like that and got some <laughs> info there. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's, do you want to talk our way through these together? Yeah. All right. Uh, stay on the line there, Kara. Um, okay. no, knowing Kara, I, oh, I, I believe she. In labor? Oh, definitely. Well, here's the That's, thing. That, that I definitely believe. Like, she, it, we, we have to define this. If she's screaming on the table and the head of the baby is popping out, not to get too graphic, yeah. I don't think she's doing it. But she, if she's in labor, you know, 12 hours. You know, you got some time in the hospital room in there, and that might take... She's a great sports fan, very knowledgeable, yeah. so maybe she could be doing that. Fair? Kara, knowing how you like sports, I could easily <laughs> see you, even, even in pain, finishing mm. that draft. Right. Now, yeah, the sec- second one second was, one was being hit in the neck from a, by a Brooke Henderson drive. It's interesting. You know, mm. I wonder if she listened last week. Jamie Rydell said he almost broke his neck with a plastic yes. chair, and mm. uh, that turned out to be true. That turned out to be true, yes. The neck, again, uh, I'm going to go back to what I said with Bump last week, is that... It's a very detailed thing. Like if she said mm-hmm. hit by a Brooklyn Henderson yes. drive, you'd think. Uh, but to come up with the neck the is neck. very vivid. Yeah, plus she's a broadcaster. You know, like, I mean, neck, you know, throat, you know. Uh, <laughs> I, don't you know where, I don't know where I'm going. No, but it <laughs> makes no sense whatsoever. Um, and the third one was, catfish what, she killed the guy? No, no, no. She, <laughs> catfish incident involving an NHL, NHL player. hockey player. Hmm. Hmm. See, I'm scared that all three of these are accurate. Lester, do you want to choose first? Uh, catfishing. Do we I need to explain catfishing yeah, you know to what? the kids? Uh, uh, to the older crowd, too. So catfishing is essentially, uh, Kara, maybe you explain it best, where uh, the where somebody is draws you into some sort of text or uh, DM conversation, mm. maybe a relationship, but it's not actually, the person's not real or yeah. there's someone else or something, right? Someone is drawn into some kind of an interaction, usually not face-to-face, obviously. Yeah. What, was, um, it, was your picture like, used, Kara? Or no? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do these every day, Catfish, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Most of my relationships are with Russian bots. <laughs> but they look so pretty. <laughs> Let's see. Um, uh, Lester, no, which I, one are you going to say is fake? I am going to say um, labor. the labor thing, um, I think that is actually... <laughs> I think that's the one. <laughs> that's the one that's really? fake. That's one. That's the one that's fake. And okay. I'll tell you why later. Okay, okay. Uh, Roddy. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm totally buying that. 
I think that if Kara had been hit by a Brooke Henderson drive, I would have known that already. I think I would have heard that story. Okay. I, I think that's the lie. Well, I'm tempted to take the catfish here, but uh, I'm also thinking Brooke Henderson. I don't think that happened. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I do see the labor happening. Can I, 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 can't change my answer. I can't go back. I just, but, but you know what? You're going to explain why after, and I'm looking forward to the explanation, yes, I will, too. But, yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with the catfishing incident, although I'm worried about this because I think if it, it was a lie, she would have gotten maybe more graphic. Like she would have said, I was involved in a catfishing incident <laughs> with Mitch Marner or something like that. Because yes. she had nothing to lose with it right. being a lie. Exactly. But after Lindsay Hamilton played us, she played, she played us, us a like a weeks banjo. Ago. Yeah. So now I don't believe anything anymore. So I'm going to go with the catfishing incident. I'm going to say that she was purposely not detailed mm-hmm. about that. She was a little vague. Uh, Kara, uh, stuff. Oh, you already picked. <laughs> I'm not pick, changing that. Stop. Pick again. Yeah. Stop. Why not? Uh, okay, that was, Kara, that was You can reveal it to us in any order you want. Okay. Can I hear? Can I hear Lester's reasoning why he thinks the child labor one was the lie first? Well, uh, if as far as I know, Kara, you only have one child, right? I do. Okay. And that you know of. That. Uh, <laughs> 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 well. Um, these gentlemen don't know this, but you and I share a very special date. Oh, I, I didn't know where he was going with this thing. Yeah, you see? going, Lester. You see? the father. What? I'm just kidding. So, no, her son Jake and I share the same birthday, which is oh, March 18th. That's nice. So my thinking is that a draft, I was thinking NHL draft, however, for playoffs, however, I should have thought NCAA basketball. No, Which but she said, she said it was a baseball. baseball. It was baseball. Yeah. Did you say baseball? Yeah. I said fantasy baseball. Oh. Seriously. Oh. Catchers, pitchers are reporting. <laughs> She's drafting, giving birth. Well, it still could have been then. It could have been around March, so it could be yeah. true. Anyway. <laughs> Lester, Glad we got to the bottom I'm of that. I'm fired. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. I'm fired. I'm fired. Yeah, I'm going to get off. Hart from Puckpedia is going to say, hey, can you get Lester off this segment? It's killing us. <laughs> All right, so you're stuck with your answer I'm stuck anyway. With my answer. So, I mean, March 18th is a little is, early for a draft, early. but you can see that happening. Mm-hmm. All right, so go ahead, finish. Okay, so so I can reveal now. Yes, yes. Okay, so to answer Duffy's earlier question about how if I was in the throes of labor and it was really getting difficult, I can tell you that I was in the second round of my fantasy baseball draft, 18 hours into labor, and the doctor said. You're at 10 centimeters. Put the phone away. Let's go. Wow. So that is true. That's impressive. That's very yes. impressive. Do you remember who your, your last choice was in the draft before you had to put your phone away and do that stupid baby birth thing? Oh, I don't. I'm going to blame that on the baby brain. All right. <laughs> All right. So that's, um, that's accurate. Lester, you're out. You have to leave. Well, it's pretty uh, much going to happen anyway, All right. James. So it's down to two. Um, I did used to work at a bar. And as a bartender, an NHL player came in during an alumni weekend once and met me and hung out over the weekend. And now, wait a second, hung out. Now that I, you know we've talked about this on the pod before, hung out has different connotations now. Oh, just hung out by the bar. All right, fine. Uh, okay. <laughs> I served in some drinks. We ch- we chatted. All right. Talked, to, talked about fantasy baseball. All right. Talked about fantasy baseball. Now, all, all that sort of. Stuff. You won't give us a name um, here. Can you give us a team? No, because I feel like if. People know where I. A division. Can you give us a division? Uh, he's in the Western Conference. Ah, Joe Thornton. Oh. It's definitely <laughs> Joe Thornton. <laughs> I'm a sucker for a good beer. Um, so to make a long story short, 
there was a big after party involving a lot of the hockey players that were in the bar that night. There's a couple guys who really wanted to go to this after party. So they gave this player their number, telling him it was mine. And I found out two weeks later, and they showed me this very long and very interesting text conversation (laughs) where he thought he was talking to me, and it was not. Wow. So that is true. That is clever. And so that means you were not hit in the neck by a Brooke Henderson line. uh, Have never been hit in the neck by Brooke Henderson. You see, a good detail on the neck, though. Yeah. Really well done. I can tell when you're lying, my dear. So, I know, uh, God, I knew you would know. Stoff and Roddy got it, right? I feel so no. stupid. I hear I did that, no. that one word. Baseball. No, I, I liked your explanation anyway. Well, well I thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you. Thanks, Rod. Uh, before I let you go, Carrie, your story reminded me of a story I'll tell quickly. Uh, one of the great catfishing stories ever uh, told to me by a member of the Chicago Blackhawks during their heyday when they were winning all the Stanley Cups. Jonathan Taves was uh, in a new relationship with a young lady that had just been dating for a little bit. And... Um, he, they were sitting down to a team dinner, and Taves went to the washroom and left his phone. <laughs> and I believe it was either Duncan Keith or Patrick Sharp. I believe Patrick Sharp took his phone and found the girl's number and switched the contact <gasps> with Duncan Keith and the girl. So now wow. Duncan Keith's phone number, because nobody looks at phone numbers anymore. <laughs> and so no. now Jonathan's new girlfriend, let's say her name's Kara, uh, was Duncan Keith's phone number. So they're sitting oh. at dinner. And Patrick Sharp has Duncan Keith's phone and texts, we have to talk, I'm pregnant. <laughs> oh, no. That's so mean. And they said, Taves was still, I don't know, second, third year of the league, yeah. and he just went dead white, apparently. <laughs> Left the room. Um, that is cruelly funny. That is mean. That is by, by the way, if you leave your thing. phone, aren't you going to lock it at least? I mean, yeah, that's what I, I don't know. No, that was naive. Well, yeah, you never leave your phone. Don't oh. ever leave a phone with no, Darren Drager right, right. or Ryan Rashad Never. around. That's oh the biggest disaster. Anyway. Uh, Kara, we'd love to have you on again and talk more about your life and not just do lies and truths with you. But uh, Anytime. Maybe one day when you're in uh, around the same time we're doing it, we'd love to have you. That sounds great, guys. Thanks so Thanks much for, for coming me. by. And say, yeah. and, and say hi to Jake for me. I will for sure. How old how old's Jake before you go now? He's going to be two next month. Uh, he's darling. I love all the Instagram, yeah. uh, Instagram posts. He's a lot of fun. He's great. Okay, all the best, Kara. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, guys. That's Kara Wagland, very talented host uh, for on TSN Sports Center. She does all sorts of stuff. Is extremely oh, versatile she, and is a fine liar as well. She is. She's great. She, she's great. Um, <laughs> I thought I, you just I, put up your hand. To I add, did. I got to add go, that because I have to go. She's like, great. I you know it's the it's the I got to go to the bathroom type. Except I got to do gotta an go update. Back to the newsroom. Do your yeah. job, Roddy. We didn't even expect you. I thought I it was just going to be a date with me and Lester. Thank you so much for dropping first by. First, I'm going to enjoy three fingers of Glenlivet. <laughs> And a piece of cheese. Anyway, or what? I forgot what his line was. I love you, Roddy. See you, Roddy. Love Goodbye. you, too. Love you um, why don't we get to a special version of uh, A-Hole or A-OK? Is it a We did the uh, Valentine's A-hole or A-OK with my wife. She just texted me and said, what time do I pick up Gracie? It's the same time every day, 3.15. So why mm. do I need three texts a week saying, what time do I pick her up if I'm not around? Uh, listen. School, not, the I'm, school doesn't change. I'm not married. I, I avoided all of that. So, you know, hey, you're on your own, brother. What can you know, I tell you? <laughs> I, love, I, love, I love Brooksy, but, you know, there's just times. And, of course, know? she doesn't listen to this podcast, so she'll never hear no, about she, you. Uh, she has no clue. Uh, okay. Um... A-hole or A-hole-K. We have a, a couple of editions today of A-hole or A-hole-K. 
And uh, why don't you start with yours, Lester? You had one for us. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen who listen to this podcast, I am sure at some time or another, you've been driving your car and you say, oh my goodness, I've got to pick up some grocery or I got to do this, I got to do that. I need some cash. I'm going to go through the drive through ATM. <laughs> you go, you drive through, you withdraw, and you get on your way. Boom. But sometimes you. you get there. And somebody ahead of you has decided that they're going to use this machine for a whole bunch of different transactions, whether it be depositing, transferring money. I am of the opinion that the drive through window is to get cash and get the hell out of there. No deposits. No deposits. So my question to you, gentlemen. We were just stuck in one of these situations very recently. Very recently. I'm sitting there. It's cold out. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? Okay. Uh, A-hole or A-OK? I think Stoff's on your side because he was nodding uh, feverishly uh, while you were doing that. Yeah, definitely a hole. Um, I think I may have done this before. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to get out of the car, so if I have deposits, and I still haven't figured out how to do that, uh, I guess you can just take a, a photo of a check now, apparently, and just put it right into your Most account. Most machines now, you put the check right in. Yeah. Can you do that? Does every bank do that? Oh, well, like on your phone, you take, on your yeah, phone you take a photo and, go, and check, so. and boom, it's in there. Yeah, you can yeah. do that. I, I haven't do that. done it personally. But I work I'd... with I work with the Scotia Bank. Do they do that at the Scotia Bank? I would assume. I know Scotia yeah. is definitely for a client you can, like you, you for sure. Yes, of course, <laughs> with your millions. Because I still go with I still go and uh, drop the old checks in, and uh, so I'm going to have to vote a okay because I think I've been that guy Drew, through the drive through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also think it's very hard to reach that drive through I usually end up something. getting well, out of the car. That's the thing. Who the wants to do all their banking? Exactly. Because like, yeah. I've sat behind a guy who's like shoving six envelopes in there and <laughs> yeah. half of them are missing. <laughs> to me, he's, it, put, it, he's putting the quarter rolls in. Yeah, these banks, if any of these banks and, in, and financial institutions are listening, yeah. to me, it should be only for withdrawal. You shouldn't even have the opportunity to do anything else. Problem is the fact that you can do other things makes it legally okay because they sh- if they only put withdrawal on the machine outside but i'm with you guys i feel you but i've been the, i've been the a-hole before uh, andrew chan who's a faithful faithful listener andrew uh, chan uh, andrew chan was? Big, big storms this week all across the country oh, brutal all across the country uh and uh he said orderings from skip the dishes so i don't have to be outside in the weather so uh the world is falling apart it's snowpocalypse mm. wherever you are they're saying stay off the roads at all costs and you make the skip the dishes guy come to you. A hole or A okay? Stop. We'll let you go first on this one. I'll go. Well, you'll go. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, James? Well, I just thought you would need a time to think. I was trying to be, it sounded like I cut you off, but I was trying to be a pal. I just think that uh, the driver, if he's working that night, he probably needs the cash. And so I'm going to say A okay because if you really don't, you're calling in sick or saying, hey, I can't get to work if you're worried about the driving. I'm saying a okay. That's what they're there for. I'm not a fan of skip the dishes. I've had a couple run-ins okay, with people so blocking my car because <laughs> they feel entitled in a certain way. Wow, yeah. this is angry stuff. We've never angry seen him this angry. Angry stuff. That should be a character on the show. Totally should be a character. Like serious Lester Sizzler and angry, angry stuff. stuff. He should get to vent one time a week. Yes, and I just storm out. Yeah, <laughs> no, probably best for the back end do of the not, pod. Do not, do not storm. It'll be the last segment we do every week. It'll be like a drop the mic thing where you get angry and then you boom out. I like. Don't you hate it when you cut me off? Lester asked me to go first. I'm done. <laughs> done with you. Just to wrap this up, I'm going to say a okay as well. It is the nature of the service, and if you choose to drive on that night, do skip the dishes. Then you choose to drive on that night. That's it. That's fair enough. Uh, here's the last one. 
Uh, this was sent to me by a, uh, a young listener named uh, Christoph Mamona. Um, <laughs> he texted it to me. This is a good one. A man in India uh, was attacked by a poisonous snake, was dying in the hospital, bit his wife's wrist because his final wish was for them to die together. Shankar Ray was asleep in his home when he was attacked by the serpent. By the morning, his condition had worsened. Fearing he did not have much time left, he held his wife Amiri Devi's hands and said he wanted them to be together until death. So he bit her on the wrist. <laughs> she, she somehow survived. Shankar died. A-hole A-OK to take your wife with you after a poisonous snake attack. Oh, I, I thought the A-hole, A-hole A-OK was going to be for the wife seeking medical attention after he <laughs> That's true. If you make a vow to die together, oh well, it's till God. death do us part. Is part. So. Yes. Brooksy would be on those meds in a heartbeat. Oh my god! Uh, that's a that's a boy. That's a tough one. I don't eh? think it's all that tough at all. It's it's, <laughs> it's very selfish. That's an a hole. Well, but Come maybe on. they'd made an agreement. Well, right? there's got to be something more to it. I have well, I don't know. Is well, anyone else shocked that you can transfer venom this way or whatever it was? <laughs> well, apparently you can't because it didn't work, right? No, no, it she did got work. The she was dying. Yeah. Oh, oh, she was dying too. She was dying. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, a little bite. Like, so do you have to like? Do you have to upchuck the venom first and then like bite a hole and then spit it in or what? Wow. We need a venom uh, a venom snake expert on. <laughs> yes, yes. So it, that and the, that and the dream analyst. Dream analyst. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if we had Eric Stone Street on and he was a dream analyst <laughs> and he knew about how to transfer venom? So, what, But if you get a tiny bit of venom from a snake, it gets, so it gets into your bloodstream, so maybe does it infect all of your blood instantaneously? Well, it's good. I, would, I would think that they... And then one, the, you, one little dash from your so saliva, saliva from your husband? Yeah, I guess. Well, remember, freaky. Remember, how did he know that? Remember Kill Bill? Well, snake bites with, uh, are with, common uh, there. Yeah. You remember Kill, Kill Bill with that scene yep. with the mamba? Yeah. That was heavy. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Good point. <laughs> it was U- Uma Thurman. It was U- Uma Thurman and uh, and uh, oh my God, what's her name? Uh, uh, I could see so, her face too. So Blondie with the oh, Kobe Bryant, the Mamba. <laughs> <laughs> no man, she dated John F. Kennedy Jr. Come on, blonde hair, blue eyes. Daryl Hannah. It's her. Daryl Hannah. Daryl Splash. Yes. Pinocchio. Her, 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 it's her it? character that kills, kills the guy. Pinocchio. <laughs> she was in another one with. Uh, <laughs> I think it was Pinocchio. Who's the guy with the big nose and he serenades her from the Cerno de Bergiac. Yeah. That's with uh, uh, that's Steve Martin. Yeah. Pinocchio. Pinocchio. <laughs> I love Daryl Hannah and Pinocchio. Yeah, yeah. Could you bring up a, a Daryl Hannah Pinocchio clip uh, for the? No, I'm, joking. <laughs> I'm, just I'm joking. I'm joking. She was not in Pinocchio. No, no, no. Uh, I tell you what, we're going to do. This is going to be a treat for us. Uh, oh, we got to finish. Huh? So we all said a hole for the guy. Oh, yeah. Or a hole for the wife who's seeking the treatment. A-hole. What did you say, Stoff? A hole for the wife seeking the treatment. Yeah, so how dare she? A <laughs> hole or A OK was brought to you by our friends at Untuck It. Hey, guys, it's never a good look when you untuck a long, bulky dress shirt. That's why Untuck It makes shirts specifically designed to be worn untucked. Casual shirt that's not too long, not too short, with more than 50 sizing options. Every guy can find the perfect shirt. We all spent time on the website uh, when we were ordering our shirts. And uh, there's all sorts of fantastic awesome choices stuff. on there. And we're still waiting to uh, get Puffy back before we wear all our Untucked shirts together. It's going to be a big we'll deal. We'll take photos. We'll post them on Instagram. They'll go viral. Mm-hmm. They probably won't go viral. Uh, stop hiding your shirt with your pants and your pants with your shirt. Stop biting your wife's wrist when you get bit by a venomous <laughs> snake. Go to untuckit.com. Use the promo code 
rubber boots. The moment I saw her, I knew it was on. Her eyes danced just as much as her smile. She looked me up and down and studied my every move. And as she grew near enough, she said, She said, I like your shirt. And I said, Thank you, babe. It's an untuck it. Untuck it. Cool, relaxed, comfortable. <laughs> you see, if I knew you had that, we would have played that when Roddy was here. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry man. about that. No, that's fries. <laughs> man, Roddy's taking sex to a whole new yes, level. That's good. Speaking that's good. of sex, uh, we have had we had the intern contest. Remember, remember yes. the intern contest oh, that lasted yes. how many episodes? Did that last couple Four of years. Seven? Three years. Uh, Scott Reynolds was one of our applicants, and and then we decided Scott Reynolds was so good that uh, he couldn't even be an intern. He was overqualified. So we just hired him straight onto the podcast. As, as he should have. He, yeah. he, he was hands and feet above everybody. You know, he did those, hey, Puffy, 1999 Puffy hey, thing. me. Yeah, me. And a bunch of songs. And we haven't heard from Scotty in a while. And we checked in with our women's issues correspondent, Laura Cope, our college correspondent, uh, correspondent oh. Thomas Sikansky. Mm-hmm. So we thought it was time to catch in with our Berlin correspondent, Scott Reynolds, who joins us on the line. Scotty, what is up? I'm doing pretty good, guys. I just want to address something uh, right off the top. James, uh, a few episodes back, um, you said something that I take a little bit of issue with. You were talking about me, and you said something to the effect of that. It sounds like I'm up to my eyes in German hookers every weekend. Um, and I just I need to say that I'm I'm kind of insulted by this because if you've paid any attention to the stuff I've been sending in, my preference is Eastern European girls. Okay. So, sure. okay, so I'll Ukrainian. Mark, I'll, mark, I'll mark yeah, that hit, down. Hit the Polish border, all bets are off, but within Germany, not really my thing. So just want to make sure that's cleared up. <laughs> as well as any infections, right? <laughs> that are cleared up? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm clean. I'm clean. Oh. I'm good. As long as you're supporting the Polish economy, I'm, I'm happy. That's all Stoff cares about. Hey, give us a little teaser here. You know, in the business, we call it a teaser when you promote something that's coming up. You told me uh, this week when we were communicating via the uh, the email service that uh, you have mm-hmm. a uh, a new song coming. Can you give us a hint of what it's about? I do have a song coming up. Well, I'm I'm pretty excited about it. I don't know if I want to build the expectations too much because I'm worried that you will not be allowed to play it on the podcast. <laughs> I'm hopeful that it's going to come through. Um, it would have actually been great for this week uh, for seeing as we are, at least now when we're talking, uh, is Valentine's Day because it is a love song. Right. Um, have you heard Chocolate Earlobe? Is it better than that? Chocolate earlobes? I'm not sure. Was that on? Uh, that was on the podcast. You're yes. supposed to still listen. You were hired as a staff member of the podcast. <laughs> well, you know, I listen to the podcast. I don't know if I'm supposed to remember everything. You need to listen, think we about bar- the we- state I might be in when I'm... <laughs> Why do you think there's a recap? We don't remember. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is... Chocolate earlobe. It is a love song, and uh, it's, it's a love song... For uh, Jake Muzzin, actually. Oh, so that's about all that I'll say for now. Oh, we'll very see nice. If it makes wow. it to air. Well, I mean, is it is it beepable? You know, because a lot of your stuff has to be beepable. Can we have every? It's not. No. 
No, I don't think there are any swears in it. Oh, but, it's more a um, theme issue. <laughs> there might be. Yeah, I don't want to give too much away in in case it it is actually allowed to be played. So I'll, I'll right. leave it there for now, and we'll see how it goes. Okay, that's fine. Um, now the other thing you mentioned to me, by the way, how are you? How's the trumpeting or trumpeter, right? Or clarinet? Is it no piano? Yeah. No, no uh, oboe, oboe, You're right? right? Right the first time. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be my new yeah, bit yeah. on like the name of Christoph's wife. I'm going to guess your instrument. <laughs> the jazz flute. Yeah, no, everything's... Yeah, the jazz. Oh, I wish. I get laid a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> Do, in the band, in the orchestra, who, uh, on that point, who would, uh, who would be the... M- you know who would be the most sought after in the in the orchestra if the orchestra's having a night out at the local Berlin pub? Jeez, um, based on instrument, <laughs> based on That's purely on instrument, you all look the same. It's like iRobot; you I all mean, look exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my default is to say trumpet, but I guess that's my own narcissism coming through. I'm not really sure what else to. Uh, I can see trumpeters, maybe the drummers. You know, the old rock band. Yeah, there's there's a certain you know um, I don't know um, arrogance or or egotism or something that comes with with being a, a trumpet player. You know, you're you're important and you're loud and you're being heard all the time. So, I guess some women find that attractive. I don't know. What about the maestro? Ah, right. Oh, the maestro. Maestro. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. That's actually probably, uh, yeah, that's probably, I mean, the guy who's the conductor of my orchestra is uh, is a bigger dude, so not for him so much, but um, but I guess the, uh, the the control or the, the power right. can be alluring for some people, I'm sure. I told you to put a bomb on it. Where the hell did you get that damn bomb anyway? The maestro. The who? Maestro, my friend, he's a conductor. Oh, 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 so a maestro tells you to put a bomb on, and you do it. <laughs> <laughs> now, Scotty, uh, you mentioned to me that what you really wanted to come on for was to educate us a little bit about the Berlin uh, club scene. So, uh, yes. do tell because it's something I've never experienced before. I I experienced a Prague sex club once, but that was, and people aren't going to be believe me, completely by mistake. During, uh, I tried to go get a beer with a buddy in Prague. And suddenly we were in this place, and there was nobody there except the two of us at the bar. And then suddenly 20 girls came out uh, all around us, and they just stood around. They'd nobody talk to us, and they didn't dance or anything. And then I said to the bartender, Where, what the hell are we? What are we doing here? And he's like, uh, this is a sex club. You pick a room, and you pick a girl, and you go now. Wow. Like, uh, I think i got to get out of here. That's pretty, that's pretty generous of him to call it a sex club, because that sounds like what I would call a whorehouse. But, um, <laughs> I guess you had a good time. <laughs> Let me touch your monkey. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> up the sprockets. All right, so give us, uh, yeah. give us where, where do you want to go with the uh, Berlin club scene? Well, I, I have this all set up as a little quiz for you guys. I want to see who does the best. I have four questions. I'm prepared and everything. All right, we have five minutes before we get kicked out of the studio, so boom, get at it. Oh, okay. So I'm going to skip the first question, though, because it's, uh, it's boring, and I'm going to get on to the other three. All right. Okay, so the first First one I'll go with is, I mean, this is a Price is Right style question. Whoever gets closest to the correct answer wins. So, Berlin clubs, as a general rule of thumb, open at midnight, okay? I went out last weekend on Friday night. What time did I leave the club? What time did you leave the club? What time done, did I leave the club? Done for the night. All a right. trumpet done player like night. you? Trump- I'm going to say... Five minutes, you picked up, you're gone. <laughs> 12.05? Yeah, that's my bet. 
Uh, go ahead. I'm going to say 5.30. 5.30 a.m.? Okay. So yes. you're, you're thinking that's where he's going. Yeah. So I'm going to say even he's going even further than that. I'm going to say 9 a.m. <laughs> okay, yeah, you guys don't know much about how it goes up here. I left the club at 11.15 a.m. Oh, my God. And uh, there was still some some pretty serious partying going on, but I was pretty exhausted. Wow. So I'm going to keep blazing through here since we're limited on time. So question number two, uh, a number of the clubs in Berlin are known for having, depending on the night, one or more rooms designated as a dark room. What do you think a dark room is? Lester? Uh, I'm going to say... I don't think I, I, I want to say it's sexual, but it probably isn't. It's probably just a, a night, a, a, a room where there's all sorts of neon going on, that type of thing. Maybe just to hang out, just to hang out. Stuff uh, developing photography. <laughs> so that one was easy. Uh, like uh, it's got to be something sexual. A dark room. I think you go in and you don't see, like, there's maybe some sort of prostitute waiting in there, but you don't actually see them. It's just touchy-touchy. What do you say? You're you're really thinking about prostitutes a lot when it comes <laughs> to this kind of thing. Well, so, it's Berlin. It, it is, yeah, well, it is, it is sexual, but it has nothing to do with prostitutes. Basically, the concept of a dark room is that you can either, they are specifically for public sex act except they're completely black so no one can see anything and you wow. can either go in with someone if you want or you can go in by yourself to find somebody and there could be more than two people more than two people in there at the same time oh yeah 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 there's multiple stuff going on at once i've never partook uh partaken partooken right. uh, myself but right. it's a very uh that's it's a common uh, known Thing in a lot of the places. Wow. We're going to do that on the pod. We're going to have a dark room episode of the pod. <laughs> Nobody's going to know who's on the pod, and we're all going to be naked. I'm, uh, I'll be sick that day. Um, okay, last question. Last question. I'm going to try and get through it quickly. So this is a two truths and a lifestyle question where I'm going to describe three clubs to you. Two of them are real, and what I say about them is true, and one of them is stuff that I made up, okay? Go. Club number one, Kit Kat Club, one of the most famous clubs in Berlin, opened in 1994 by Austrian porn film. Uh-oh. It has a strict dress code. Okay. If you want to get in, you need to be wearing fetish or BDSM gear or be partially or fully nude. Okay. Uh, public open acts of sex are both uh, allowed and encouraged in this club. It's very famous for that. Okay. And some of the DJs you could find there this weekend would be DJ Bionic, Italo Brutalo, and Eclair Fifi. Okay. So that's club number one, Kit Kat Club. Club number two, Griesmüller. Griesmüller is in an abandoned grain mill, and it hosts a number of famous parties, including one of Berlin's most famous gay parties called the Horse Meat Disco. Their Valentine's Day party, which is uh, happening tonight, is simply titled Mango. Very nice. Their party, their party on the 1st of May, which is a major holiday in Germany, is called Fist of May. And some of the DJs you could find there this weekend would include Intergalactic Gary, okay. DJ Overdose, and DJ Minus Minus. 
Very nice. Yeah. Give us the last Option one quickly because we literally have to yeah. get kicked out. Jim Taddy has to do a damn show. Okay. Number three, Drachenzunger, which is German for dragon tongue. It's in the basement of a foreman former prison and was once briefly owned by David Bowie and is known for its in-house tattoo parlor. It's also known for hosting Berlin's best gay New Year's party titled New Year's Steve. And if you went there this weekend, you would be able to hear the talents of DJ Scissors, Die Großmutter ohne Schatter, which is German for the grandmother without a shadow, right. and DJ Hitler. But DJ Hitler is H-I-T hyphen L-E-R, so it's like Hit, like, hit song. So one, one of these is a lie? Yes. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. Puffy's back next week. <laughs> this would probably be Puffy's favorite segment. So we're going to, I'm going to, uh, we'll play this again, and we'll get Puffy okay. to vote on it. Right, Stoff? Yep, cliffhanger. Scotty, our bad we went long today. So uh, thank you for this. Uh, thank you for your sex club information. Uh, please uh, inform us on anything else that you, uh, anything else that happens with your trumpet life over there, and uh, send us that song, all right? Okay, I will do. That's our buddy Scotty Reynolds. We're sorry to have to cut him off. We literally have to get out of here. Quickest cutoff ever. It's Valentine's Day. We're taping. So uh, Lester wrote a little Valentine's song for us. Reynolds, you just hold on a second, you bastard.